Alrighty, so, and you said we're live, right? Yep. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Hi, welcome to another IS podcast special. Today we are going to be talking about obscure and underrated horror titles. And I am joined by a number of guests, so I'm just going to start reading them down, well, reading the list of guests that we have here and let them all introduce themselves. So I'm going to start off with uh, Bern, uh, Ber Bernan... Bernan just Bern is fine. Bern is fine? Okay, cool. Yeah, around. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, I'm just uh, Bern. My, my name is basically Bernardo, Mexico, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, just a regular gamer from time to time, do a lot of stuff. Just by Bernie is fine, totally. Nice. Okay. After that, we have uh, Derek. Hello, uh, my name is Derek, and I do streaming and art and such, and they dragged me here and blindfolded me. And kidnapped him. We enticed him with food. Oh, that'll work. I, I hate food. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> uh, after that, we have Renegade Operative. Uh, what's going on, people? Not much to say. Let's get into the discussion. And then we have Sir Brandle. Hi, everybody. I'm Paragon Operative. I'm Renegade's um, lighter twin brother. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he said he was your lighter twin brother. I don't I don't know this man, so yeah. <laughs> After that we got Smitty King. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey guys, you can call me Smitty. Uh I do streaming and I do YouTube videos, but yeah. And then last but not least, we have the awesome Dan. Hey, uh my name is Dan. Same thing. I just do streaming, gameplay videos on YouTube and uh comics. Nice. And then you guys know me as BioDevil Dom, otherwise Dom. And uh, without any further delays, let's get right into this document. So name your favorite list of obscure horror games. How would you market them to the viewer in detail? And try to keep it interesting yet brief. Um, so I don't have like a huge plethora of like experience personally uh, with obscure horror games. I know a lot about certain obscure horror games but part of the problem is, is that i just have not been able to experience them firsthand as much as i would have liked to um either because they are so obscure that i only recently heard about them or uh, they're just very hard to get a hold of physically things of that nature but uh some of the games that i that i'm aware of that i would probably want to sell uh excuse me not sell but kind of market to somebody um Actually, two in particular would be Cold Fear and Extermination. Uh, I really find those games to be very enjoyable for what they are. Uh, Cold Fear kind of is... Kind of is like a Resident Evil clone set on a ship with, like, alien-esque monsters uh, with experimentation going on. It, it is a very interesting experience uh, just on the premise alone for the fact that it has a very um, it has a very it has a very experimental gameplay style similar to what Resident Evil 3.5 tried to do that eventually got scrapped with the whole uh, hybrid fixed camera over the shoulder play style and then extermination kind of a similar deal 
but more so uh, it being like a Resident Evil 2 clone slash the thing inspired with its environment and settings and enemy designs. So if any of those sound like they'd be up your alley, those would be the two games that I would personally recommend. Actually, I remember Alpha Mega Sin talking about it in one of his videos of like, like underrated horror games or something like that. And he mentioned that, no, that game you just said is basically RE2. Um, that could take a, yeah. It's pretty interesting. I might check that out at some point. Yeah, yeah. If you, um, it, it is on PC, although from my personal experience, the PC port is kind of botched. Uh, if you can get a hold of like the original Xbox port or even the PS2 port, I would recommend playing it that way. If not, if you somehow manage to get the PC port to work, then by all means play it that way because it is on Steam. So, honestly, like Cold Fear was actually kind of fun. Like, I did like how the whole like you're on a ship and it's constantly moving so your aim isn't 100% all the time. That really gave like a whole other like challenge to the whole like yeah. oh my gosh there's an enemy here or like how can I get a clear shot when the ship is constantly moving back and forth while I'm constantly moving. Yeah, yeah. the real realistic swaying of like um cuz you're in the middle of a, a storm while you're on the ship too so it's like all the waves are like crashing onto the ship and everything so it's it's really interesting. Does uh, anyone else want to go for number one? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, for me, when it comes to horror games, I am a big indie horror game type person. And the thing about indie games is that they are often very obscure. And so my number one pick was Sweet 776. I don't know if anyone's played that. Um, it's a very, very good indie horror game. It's, uh, it's pretty short. It's around like uh, 40, 50 minutes long. Um, but it has some great scares in it. And then uh, the second one that I chose was this game that I haven't actually played, but I've seen a whole lot of gameplay of it recently because it's just now starting to get popular, and that is called At Dead of Night. Um, and that is just such an amazing game because it takes these real actors and then it puts you in this horror situation with these real actors, and it's a real setting, and very, very small amounts of it are actually CGI or anything like that. Um, so it's very realistic, and I, I really appreciate that about that game. Uh, and as for marketing for them, uh, I was never very good at marketing for anything. But I would say, you know, at Dead of Night, I would just market it as a, a, the most realistic horror can kind of get. Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically my list. I'd say, like, going off of indie games, I think another one would probably be a game called Harvester. It was one of those Ooh, games yeah. that was so dark. It actually got banned a few times. Now, recently, it just got unbanned. But it was, it was mm-hmm. mainly, like, it wasn't, like, oh, my gosh, pop-up scares. It was more of the game wants to see how far it can push, like, the meter of, like, really dark and really effed up material. Like, it really wants to see how far it can push it. And I think that's like what really makes it like the scary aspect really pop out because you never know what's going to happen next or what's like what they're going to say, what you're going to see next. Like they're constantly pushing that red line. Wow. You know, something that I kind of like because uh, at Dead at Night, it's a really cool game. But I think that what they share and what it's really cool about both of those games is the FMB videos. Like, I don't know. I, I always like the aesthetic of the FMB videos. Like, or like really old point and click adventures and everything. Just watching mm-hmm. the actors play like all those goofy characters and everything. I think that was always really fun for those games. Like Seven Doll, Eleven Guest, 
uh, Night Trap, I think it was called. Another one, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were some really cool games. I definitely agree there, yeah. It's uh, the whole point-of-click aspect of it. While it is a simple formula, it's executed perfectly in, in that game. Yeah. I don't know. I like. I really like those kind of games, like, if I can take the word. But I've been... Like, I, I have always considered that, for example, the PS2 is an amazing console that has quite a lot, like, really a lot to offer. So, in my case, too, uh, the games that I could choose, maybe they are more known, but people tend to overlook uh, with these two, I don't know, uh, they prefer, like, Resident Evil, Silent Hill and everything. But mm-hmm. I think Rule of Rose and Haunting Ground for PS2 are some really cool games. Like oh, those are my picks too, actually. Um Hunter Ground yeah. mainly. Don't tell me. Oh <laughs> we have problems here. I don't know. They're really cool games actually. I, I had another one that also also that it's uh Kuon, uh, uh made oh, by Kuan's from really software. Kuon is a really cool game. Like it, it, I remember that I, I got the one when I was little and just recent years when I started uh playing it again. I, I was like playing it and then I see the from software and I'm like, wait a minute, I know those guys. <laughs> and I was like expecting just like a hard game or something like that. And no, actually I like Kuon uh, quite a quite a lot. I like I think the the aesthetic was something really cool about it. Like I, I think that we need to find a lot more of horror games that are like set in more maybe maybe not feudal Japan uh setting, but just like more old stuff like i don't know oh this is a haunted castle but you're not like in the early 2000s no no no. you're like in the in the 1950s in the um, i'm sorry to interject but kind of like uh eternal darkness where they put you in like different time periods as well yes exactly um, actually um since we were kind of talking about indie titles a little bit and it's a question in the document for number two but um there's this game this indie game that's coming out called conscript and that's set in world war one and we we actually did an interview for um with the the developer for that game and talked a little bit about that and really interesting perspective on that game is that it's set you know within the trenches of uh for dunks and you're you're basically running around dealing with like other soldiers and humanoid types of enemies but it's really interesting because you don't really set uh, see a whole lot of games set in a in the backdrop of like war like ever so it's it's kind of a uh, i guess an interesting take to do like different time periods like that where you don't really see that or um stuff where it's like very far back and it's maybe not um how can I put it? I guess it would be like unorthodox in a way, just because mm-hmm. it's like you don't, again, you don't really see that often. Most of the time, horror games are set in like the modern modern times. I said this before. Like barely 80s, something like that. Yeah. I said this before um, when I talked about Silent Hill that it would be great if they did something where the scares and the psychological aspect would focus on like war veterans. I know they tried this with Homecoming, but apparently that was not that great. So just a whole game of Silent Hill centered around uh, someone who was from the war and they were experiencing all this PTSD and flashbacks. That would have been a cool idea. Just more games like that in general. Make it, this make is it more like, uh, oh, I don't know if I'm going through. Hello? Uh, uh, yeah. you, you, yeah. We can hear you. Am I going through? Okay. 
I yeah. was just gonna interject really quick. I was gonna say that like so so basically what it sounds like is you want a game that's essentially like the original uh, Jacob's Ladder. Yes. But with like Silent Hill stuff. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. Actually, really, because oh, ladder yeah. horror game would be pretty different as well. But, like fantastic. Yeah, which is ironic, which I guess is ironic because Silent Hill is heavily inspired by Jacob's Ladder. So, yeah, but like a a direct full cycle, it's like a full cycle. Yeah, Yeah. but like a direct, um, like way to have Jacob's Ladder as a horror game would be pretty interesting. I would say. Yeah, like really having those kinds of kinds of games, or even like uh, like Dom said, like games uh, set in another time period. Like that's real. That will be a real cool concept for more horror games. I haven't seen like any horror uh, game set in like the 1700s or 1600s. Oh yeah. You, you know, actually, there's another thing too. Uh, I I'd recently heard about this through um, Jared from Avalanche Reviews, which shout outs to him by the way. Um, he did a recent video on Resident Evil clones, and one of the games that he had talked about was uh, was a game called Kodelka. And that game is basically a, a horror-themed JRPG set in, like, the 1800s of, like, Wales. And I'm like, I've never heard of this game, but I'm sold. Like, I just want to play it, just on that premise alone. Damn. So Derek is next, I assume. Oh, I mean, I guess it had to be, but uh, mine it, it would have to be probably something from the uh, the Forbidden Siren series or Siren for short. Uh, those two games have been really enjoyable, and I kind of wish they brought them back. I wish it had a little bit more time in the spotlight. And for me, being the guy who likes corny, bad movies, Michigan Report from Hell is actually. <laughs> A weird, so bad is good game. I was about to mention that one actually. No <laughs> joke. <laughs> like you can couple that with like Ill Bleed from Dreamcast. And, like those are actually really good. Like if if you want to have a fucking lab, you're not gonna re- really get good gameplay out of it. But if you want to just get a fucking good B movie laugh, those two games are actually really good. Aren't those like the games where it's like a disaster report but bad acting? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, we're pretty. Yeah, actually, with horror, because I saw I saw X Play like cover these games, and the acting is just it's just no, terrible. no, no, no. Michigan, Michigan has bad acting. I think Illbleed has good acting, but the gameplay was shit. Oh, okay, <laughs> like Michigan is just like everything's bad, but it's 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 bad enough where you can enjoy it. Uh, what about that night trap? That is just fun yeah. to play. It's just funny to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ren, what about that night trap? When are we doing that cinematic experience? Uh, it's going to happen eventually. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, this sooner fun. or later. Sooner or later. Oh, I, I have a I have another one that's uh, like a legit one for me. It would be uh, Sweet Home from the NES. Oh, yeah, Sweet Home. Yeah, that's amazing. That one is amazing. Yeah, Sweet Home is a really interesting game because um, I watched some call me Johnny on video about Resident Evil and Sweet Home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, this is a really, really, really neat game. It's a shame that um we never seen anything more of it from that property, you know? Nope. I know Capcom doesn't own it though, but still like it would be interesting to see if Capcom revisit that IP if they get their hands on it again. I mean the IP basically evolved into what's Resident Evil now, but the original concept was really cool for an for a horror RPG game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Any are more? Doing? Doing the, are we are we good? Are we uh, good to we I, I would just say my piece then real quick if um okay. if they don't mind. Yeah, sure thing. Go, Go ahead. Um for one my, I'm just gonna pick one game since a lot of people picked the same games as I did. I'm just gonna say Haunted Ground. Mostly because I like how that game handled a lot of the subject matter of um like you know, Fiona just starts being a female, you know, when not being sexually exploited and being a mm -hmm. baby maker, among other things, just to keep it short. And also, I like how it took the clock tower formula and just turned it into a more, um, said something that's completely goofy at the window, like the third game was, it just became more air quotes when I say this grounded, but also, um, added more of like a scientific, mystical type element to it, though, once you get into the lore behind what's happening here. And I like the idea they have like they have like what five different pursuers, each with their own gimmick and um traits. The maid though is probably the best one because she actually used her environment against you and vice versa when you try to use the environment against her. So like that game is is really dope. TLDR, you should play it if you can. I have always thought like like this is an honest opinion because I have played both Clock Tower Tree and Hunting Ground, and I have always uh, said and I will say that every time hunting ground is the is clock to, is what clock tower 3 should have been like it, like you want to play clock tower 3 no play hunting ground it's the same experience but trust me it's a lot better as you know no, i do have a soft spot for clock tower 3 like because of its um goofiness is stupid stuff i i adore it but it is not a i guess by its name not a good clock tower game it could have been called something else and it would have been fine Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. Kind of like how Haunted Ground was, though, because you know, it caused something else, and arguably it is the better game um, once you sit down compared to two. Yeah, I think the interesting thing with that, uh, like specifically with Clock Tower, um, is that like after the second game, because you got to remember there's two games in the series called Clock Tower with no like subtitle or, or number to it. Um, those are like very close together and then the second game is just like it deviates and then the third game deviates even further so i guess it's kind of like an interesting uh interesting kind of like dynamic with that series but um before we go off on tangent uh let's get on to number two hold on i didn't go oh you didn't go nope. okay go for it so i have like uh three little suggestions here it's not gonna take too long but the first one is obviously galarian's it's like resident evil but you have psychic powers and not a lot of people played it it has like three discs i would fully recommend it because once again you can do cool stuff like psychic powers with throwing people all over the place setting them on fire and blowing their heads off if you go like full on there's like a ap gauge that goes crazy but pick it up play it or emulate it in this case because it's probably like 300 fucking dollars on amazon uh the next one is going to be carrier i played this game just briefly on the dreamcast and i remember it's like once again an re clone but everyone's like infected with stuff and they're like in space so it felt like precursor death space and i really enjoyed it a lot if you want more horror in your system then that's a good game to also emulate and then the last one that i have here is the suffering it's a ps2 game that's like action horror in a sense but you're like a prisoner and the unique thing about this game is the um 
it has like differing endings and differing intros with the sequel depending on what you do in the game so if you're like bad and you like execute people um that will factor into the ending and that could carry over into the sequel uh, they have these games on gog right now and i would thoroughly recommend them and that's my three because everyone else picked the same thing that i was going to put with kuon <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's, it's cool it's cool <laughs> So I guess we can move on to the next one, Dom. Dom? Yeah, uh, okay. So does does anybody want to read off number two? I can go. Okay. All right, let me see here. First, I have to get the document up, which is unprepared nonsense. Okay. Are there any underrated indie titles? We kind of answered this a little bit with the last question, but are there any horror mods as well that you would personally recommend? And I guess I'll go real quick since I don't have much to say on this one. I really enjoyed that game I played yesterday, uh, Resident Evil During the Storm, the demo. And it's essentially what it would be like if you went back and you played the events of sort of outbreak before they started where everything is like normal civilized and then it turns to crap i am impressed with how the developers modded in live selection i thought that was really cool that you could do like alternate choices and the funniest thing that i did was i shot a bullet in my apartment and i went to jail and that was an ending uh, so i i would fully recommend you go out and find source next for resident evil 2 and then try to get that immortal night because once again the modders are doing an excellent job turning these conversions into full games actually am i if i like go off on your little point real, real quick sure you can um, the resident evil community has done like outstanding job with these um mods evolving the like, first three games because um let's be honest here though let's look at the remakes the current year ones all of this is just really horny mods right now you go back mm -hmm. to the older games it's like they actually go out the way to deviate from the formula either they create their own unique story unique take on the the canon itself or just go balls deep and have like a um like i say a legendary dark knight for you democrat fans out there um type mode where you fight hordes of enemies and try to escape from it and make in the first game um there's actually a berries mod and you obviously you play as Barry and you get a different take on the story as opposed to um like playing as Jill. Jill is your companion for like no she she's the Rebecca to uh to Barry as opposed to like the other way around you know. So like, so the Resident Evil community, as far as the like, classic games concerned, really makes some damn good mods out there, and I cannot recommend them enough. Some if you like some of the weird ones or the certainly hard ones. Yep. Or you can check out Wolf DNC's on um, Twitch because he plays a lot, a lot of these weird mods. Yeah, I, um, I, like as far as because um, we talked a little bit about indie games, I already recommended uh, Conscript. Um, I know there's this other game um, that kind of piqued my interest in the indie scene called uh, Darkwood, and that kind of has like um, it, it's basically like a top-down survival horror with like a very uh, uh, I guess the best way to describe it is that it's kind of like Stalker, if anybody is familiar with those games or that that game i should say um but you know again with a top-down setting and and uh more like horror aesthetic which that one kind of piqued my interest and i i'm kind of interested in trying that one out uh but yeah uh specifically with like the horror mods like like brandon said there are a lot of different um like re mods specifically 
Actually, I think a lot of the time, too, they even go out of their way to, like, make their own, like, unique games based off of, like, RE2 and RE3. So it's it's kind of interesting to see, like, what people can do with that. Yeah. I can't... Anybody else want to go? I just can't think of many indies, but I will say one last thing. I am really looking forward to this game called Tormented Souls. I it's just so oh, good yeah. with the the videos they showed and how they're like taking this approach and really doing a lot with it in terms of like psychological horror. That one is well, I, I mean, we all say this fix of is it going to be similar to this and that and Silent Hill and all that stuff? And I think maybe this is the time for like other developers to do something new and creative. And this seems like one of those games. So I would recommend checking it out when it comes out. I got a, I got a, a actually two picks actually for underrated indies. Um, for more of a recent title, I want to say Visage. I don't know how more like, around has, has gotten but if you want a game that's kind of got that, that pt feel that's it's purely atmospheric it's it's like just the the sounds the audio the visuals it just it once you're in that area where you know shit's about to happen it it really gets real and it kind of gets your hair standing up um for a more i want to say a little bit more older ish title um i want to say white day uh it was actually an indie title it was on pc i think they i do have the ps4 copy that they released like recently not recently like 2017 i would say but it's it has some jump scares but man that shit had me like on edge the whole time like more like right around this like those two games i would say gives me that fatal frame feel and that's like the true error i ever felt in the horror game it fucking goes scaring the shit out of me. I played that recently too. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, Fatal Frame is a hard game for me to play because it's it's good, but I'm scared to bejesus, dude. Fatal Fatal Frame will bring the baby out of you. I would say that. <laughs> yeah. It it really does. This is just a really cool game, actually. Yeah, I was able to play the one when it was on early access. And mm -hmm. recently I played like the full version. It's amazing. I, I love like the scares and everything. Even if I knew like where the scares were going to be, it was still like a new experience. I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> but when you play for... Fatal Frame, your experience is not always going to be the same one for one because now ghost mm -hmm. patterns are different from each playthrough. Yeah. yeah. They still got me nonetheless, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> in In my case, for another like indie title that uh, it may be also really known, um, I think because I like the low poly like PS1 era style of games, but Lost in Vivo is a really is a really cool, interesting psychological game that really gets some good scares out of out of each gameplay because the game has like some I think it got like three different endings, but I, I even remember vividly a part where I was playing the game and I defeated like a boss or something and I hop in an elevator and then some credits start rolling and everything. I'm like, oh, all right, I finished the game. And then suddenly in the name in the names of the credits start saying like motion capture provided by Bernion. I'm like, wait, what? And then it said like blood provided by and it was the name of a friend of mine. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? 
<laughs> like that really got got me off off guard. Like I was playing and then I saw the name of that friend. I'm like, wait, why why his name? Why his name? Why why did it take the name of a friend of mine? I'm like, holy hell, this is not done yet. I'm I'm not over this, right? And uh, sure do, there was like another hour of gameplay that was really amazing. That's good. Shit. Yeah, Lost in, Lost in Vivo is a really cool experience. And the graphics, even if they are like low poly style graphics, they get some really like creepy stuff. Like you you will get to see some stuff that that will stay in your mind for like quite a while. And going by off of what you were saying, like a like on a PS1 style uh, type of game, some of the games from the Puppet Combo developers, like uh, Power Drill Massacre, Babysitter Bloodbath, Nun Massacre, those games are like low poly, but man, the the scare just like you know you feel like it's coming, but it still gets you every time. Like I for feel some like reason. The whole- low poly is kind of like a, like an untapped market for horror games it's like because you mm-hmm. don't you can't really see clearly of what the hell's coming at you you don't mm-hmm. know what's coming at you it gets that whole like the whole like vhs classic fear like it really brings mm-hmm. like the fear of those classic 80s horror movies like halloween fire 13 it really brings back a lot of those scares i think that's kind of like an untapped horror game market and i mean that's how how uh some of the good horror movies done is like the fear of the unknown. Like you don't see the monster fully until like like near the end. I would say like it's always when you just see a fit, a part of it when it's coming. You, know, you don't know what it looks like, what like how big it is, like what was it capable of. Or it just that's that kind of what gets you more psychologically. I know it's uh, diverging like slightly, but that's one thing I really liked about Alien Isolation. It's not like six different aliens coming at you at once. It's like just one big ass alien eating people or eating you at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it really just enhances the spooks. <laughs> eating mostly you, actually. <laughs> eating mostly you. <laughs> and maybe an android like choking you or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, I you forgot about those. Uh, that game, man. I swear. <laughs> I, I know people. A lot of people like that game, though. For me, I'm like, uh, it's all right, you know. It's, I'll it's play right. it eventually, but from what I've seen, I really did enjoy it for the most part. Of that game, one thing I like, like also diverting, but quickly, one thing that I like, I liked about the aesthetic of Alien Isolation is that you're in the future, but like all of the tools and everything has like that retro look that the classic movies had like oh here's a like a computer and everything the computer is like a vga with 16 colors that's amazing i love that aesthetic i agree Mm -hmm. completely yeah and i think that kind of goes off the fact that you know the first alien movie was in 1979 i think um and yeah back then of course it looked different but that works to its advantage and yeah i know this is like a little bit off topic but um i definitely agree about alien isolation I think that it's it's just a very well done game overall, um, and honestly, it it is a little bit underrated in my opinion because of the series as a whole right now. You know, if the series was getting more more steam right now, I think uh, I, I know they just released a trailer for a new game for it actually, um, but you know, I, I think that it could get a little bit more attention because the Alien series right now is not not doing too great. Yeah, often yeah. like. I really yeah. like Alien Isolations, like, the mere fact that you can't kill the alien. That, like, no matter what you do, that alien will always come for you. I think games like that really, like, shine. 
like games where it's like no matter what you do you cannot kill the enemy like, you, like the enemy will always kill you but you can never touch the enemy you can't kill the enemy all you can do is run and hide but you can actually repel the alien if you um, are good enough though but considering how wonky it is though yeah you, you're most likely going to die for it What else? That was it for me. Um, I don't think I have anything else to add on to this. Um, All right, move on. Neither do I. No, neither do I. Okay. I do want to diverge just, just ever so slightly because I, I kind of brought this up in our um, in our Discord chat, um, and I, I want to know what some of you all think about this. Um, how do you feel about games that might have been popular at one point that are now starting to kind of fade into obscurity because they've either had their franchises essentially killed off or they just haven't had a new game in like X amount of years? Um, yeah, or like, um, <laughs> like look at well, like the Fatal uh, Frame got murdered. murdered. Silent Hill, yeah, that too. Silent Hill, Silent Hill. <laughs> Yeah, Silent I was gonna Hill say Silent Hill. Yeah, like Silent I mean, Hill fans crying, crying in the Shut corner up. while Resident Evil fans get like a new game. <laughs> like, why do they? Why do they get to be happy? Okay. Uh, I think the Outlast series is another one where it was super popular when Outlast came out, but now it's like kind of dying two. out. Well, honestly, two was kind of the reason for that because honestly, it's not that great of a game. Like, that's probably one of my most disappointed sequels ever. The Outlast two. Because one was so good, like it set the tone just right. The gentleman pumping, all that, man. And his DLC, the whistleblower. It, those games, I will say, those games were perfect by what they're going for. Two just took what was there and just made it worse. And plus, a lot of things didn't make any sense in the game. So, like, it's honestly kind of developers' fault. Like, they pretty much killed their hype from with the second game. I, I guess I should um, maybe emphasize more so, like. Uh like franchises like like fatal frame was a good example or like um or silent hill just you know again like where those franchises are basically dead because because for all we know outlast could get a third game right mm -hmm. um well they have the outlast yeah. trials but i guess the only thing you can say there is that they dropped off steam compared to like the first one yeah well yeah. i mean and i guess another like series that i'm thinking of too um that was at one point like super popular back in the day but essentially died off because you know resident evil like kind of took that popular popularity and did something even better uh which is like alone in the dark like when is the last time alone in the dark was actually relevant and good for that matter oh mm -hmm. not since like i think the new nightmare yeah <laughs> sadly yeah so like i don't know like I guess, like, in that regard, like, it's kind of interesting to think about because it's, like, when you when you think about, like, some of the horror games that we've had and they've, you know, either they came and they went, uh, it's interesting to see how, you know, franchises like Resident Evil, for example, have been able to kind of survive the test of time. Yeah, like, there are real games that are able to, like, live long enough that they get even, like, not even cool following they get like general following. I think Amnesia was lucky with that 
because mostly thanks to like the rise of let's players on youtube that helped like the amnesia games to get really known and like get up there i think mm -hmm. i think we can say a, a certain swedish youtuber helped a lot with that with that kind of rising um someone in the chat mentioned uh death space and parasite eve like those are good examples the others are yeah. kind of like outside of outlast the others are kind of like not horror games but death space definitely and parasite eve uh parasite eve definitely because um that's a, it's more of a horror backdrop yeah but it's an rpg I, I do know it's yeah. rpg but uh with that though um it died with the third game unfortunately uh -huh. Third yeah, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> More like his final birthday, am I right? I, I, I think it would be like like just thinking about that though, right? I think it'd be like even more unfortunate where it gets to a point where people forget what you know some of these games are like like Dead Space or like Parasite Eve, right? Where mm -hmm. not many people know about them or remember them because you know they've just became so old that like they just become forgotten as time goes on and that i guess that's kind of like a scary thing to think about on top of that too modern gamers aren't willing to try um like older stuff or something new entirely you know yeah it's always the same type of gimmicks that go on today yeah and i think i think part of the problem too is like people focus um people focus a little bit too much on like oh this thing controls bad and you know granted i understand that like we we're at a point in time where controls have been more or less streamlined to to be easy to use right and that's not necessarily a problem but i do think that because of that you get a lot of people that are just like well i don't want to play this game because it controls bad or it doesn't play like x y and z modern game and they kind of try to put it on onto this like um, I guess like like com comparison uh, based on modern standards, and it just doesn't like really work that well when you really think I, about it. I definitely I do agree, man. Like if you're gonna play an old game, though, you gotta at least have a mindset of the time it came out in. It's case in mm -hmm. point, look at the first um, few Resident Evil games: ten controls, yeah. um, fixed camera angles, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. You can make the argument which one you prefer, right? But at least give it a chance to actually work with it, though, because. But all sense of purposes, though, they're not hard games to control. It's just you're not willing to um, work with it. Right. Yeah. yeah I always I, say, and, like, play, like, a, a game with, like, an, like an open mind. Because, like, the first Resident Evil was great. Like, if you, mm -hmm. if you like, ignore everything that came after and just play Resident Evil, like, fresh, like, without having any knowledge of what's going to happen, it's still mm -hmm. a fantastic game. I think that if yeah. you're going to go back to, like, playing old school games, I think, like, go with, like, an open mind and, like, be prepared to, like, be wild, like, like Dead Space was a fantastic game like if you like if you ignore dead space 2 or dead space 3 just play the original like fresh without like any knowledge of the first two it's fat it's like one of the best hard games you ever play in a very long time and plus of course now people will have that their limits on what's you no know, how far back can they go because like for me personally mm -hmm. like resident evil 1 is actually an example like i do not enjoy playing that game as much as i play 2 or 3 because like despite being the same type of um gameplay style Two is like a big step up in terms of how it feels and control, so I could just play that on the whim, you know. Plus mm -hmm. other other quality of life improvements. But you no, know, if I isolate those things though, one is still a great game on its own. Like you still could play it, you know, you get the job done and be done with it. So it's it's done, you know, just play it. 
Yeah, there are those games where it's like the formula that they took, while it might be old, it definitely is enhanced. Like, I really enjoyed the stuff where you could tell your character's hurt now and all that stuff. That's really hard mm-hmm. to tell in RE1 because you have to pause the game and you don't see the guy limping or anything like that. But it's still, like, super fantastic and it's relative for his time. But once again, this is what we had back then. We didn't have, like, all the enhanced controls or the super pretty graphics back in, like, 1998 we had what we had and it was still like a good game uh so i don't like like retroactively going back and saying a game is trash just because we don't have modern standards but once again you know um these games shaped the games we have now and i think people just need to understand that mm-hmm. yeah different times yeah. That's and and i think like just going off of what ren said it's like it's one of those things where it's like like i guess this more, more so applies to like people that are a lot younger than us right that are probably getting into this kind of stuff now like um without the stuff that we had like back in in the uh, the 90s and the early 2000s we would not be where we're at today with like a lot of the like horror games that we have uh actually i think we're in a, in a lot worse situation just because we don't have the variety that we used to have back in like the uh early or late 90s and and uh you know, uh, early 2000s. Yep, it's either first-person or third-person horror, and they just either rely a lot on the RE franchise, and I was going to make a video about this, but it's going to be brief. The only thing I was going to say was that they really need more horror games to stand out without just RE, like slasher horror or psychological or ghosts or stuff like that. Uh, we I don't mean, see that a lot. Process. Yeah. On yeah. Uh, that was going to be like, I, I want to see more of that actually, or like even the, um, even though this happens uh, a little bit in the indie scene, like we don't see it a whole lot, at least not, I haven't seen it a whole lot, like top down horror. Like that, that stuff is interesting. Do new stuff besides, you know, going off of RE or going off of typically like PT clones or, or, the amnesia hype and shit like that because it, it gets really stale really fast mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. the amnesia stuff though because no that no that got old real quick yeah. yeah also speaking of top down like i could totally imagine hotline miami team working on something like that because just mention hotline miami but in a horror setting like it'd be weird but i will totally get into it well there was already a top down horror game yeah, well, I brought up Darkwood, and then I also brought up Conscript. Both of those are actually top-down. Uh, I'm no, aware that... No, there's, about... there's, there's, a, there's a grandfather. It's called Resident Evil Guided. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that game. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I had my actually, actually, if you want to be really technical, technically, Sweet Home could fall under that category. It was. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah it's I, like... I see you. <laughs> yeah. um, like, actually, a lot of... Go ahead. Ran Ben is again. There is one other no. thing because I, I don't mean to kind of backtrack into the previous subject, but nobody actually talked about this game, and this was like getting like hyped up by like the road team, for example. Uh, this game called uh, Alyssa, where Alyssa, it's, like yeah. you're dealing with a bunch of like these like weird like animated like dolls or whatever, and you're playing as this girl who like you know goes around wearing like these like uh, more or less like doll like clothing. And she has to, like, find different, like, dresses in order to have, like, different uh, attributes on, like, defense and, and whatnot. 
but that was something that I remember people were really talking about too, as far as like indie indie games that try to do something different. Yeah, this chick looks like a Alice Madness character, and that's another like obscure sort of horror game that people talk about, but I never played it. Um, the the only other thing I wanted to mention is that yes, I, I do agree that sometimes if you play an old game. It definitely didn't age well with certain mechanics, but at the same time, I think the problem is that stuff like RE as a franchise, for example, they don't have the variety that they used to. Like, um, people mentioned Gaiden, and also um, there was stuff like Dead Aim, Gun Survivor, all that stuff going on. Uh, really experimental things, Outbreak, and we don't have that anymore. It's just focused on uh, first person, and then we have like horror involved, and that's it. So. I, I like when they experimented and made like stuff like revelations and you got to be experimental. You can't just be stuck to the same old ways, even in modern. And well, that's something they need to do. Okay. Ren, in fairness though, like first person for resident evil is technically experimental because only what one other game did it. And it was, um, the PS one game survivor, I believe. Survivor. Or it might have been more than one. Feel free to correct me on it. I don't remember the top it, of my head. It's, it was it's like four total game. games in the survivor series. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, Resident Evil uh, Gun Survivor or Survivor, it, it, it has different names in Japan. Then there's the second one, which is basically Code Veronica before they made that into its own standalone game. Uh, then the third then game is a Dino? spin off or a Dino Crisis, which is called Dino Crisis Gun Survivor in Japan, uh, also just known as Dino Stalker in the West. And then the last game, which is um, Gun Survivor for Biohazard Heroes Never Die, which is just called Resident Evil De Dead Aim here in the West. What kind of name is that? Holy shit! It's yeah, it's the really weird. game has a stupidly long name. <laughs> like, don't don't. But don't uh, ask me why. The Darktide Chronicles kind of fit into that like survival. Yeah, it's <laughs> somewhat, but light gun. Well, I guess. It is it's a light gun thing. So technically, yes, but no. Also, not, I, not fully controlled like the like the yeah. games that I think Brandon is trying to like reference in particular. Also, hold yes. on, I I didn't finish my point. I was gonna say that. It's, it might not be anything that's like new, so to speak, but it's something they're focusing on now, like in the current. And that's what they're working on currently with like, I, I know that RE9 is gonna be in first person as well. So we already have that like out of the way. Um, But in terms of like experimental stuff, I'm talking like your revelations or your other things going on that they could try to experiment with. Uh, The most experiments we've gotten so far is just the, um games they have like resistance or reverse which is the online multiplayer stuff and that's honestly take it or leave it uh outside of the remakes they've been doing so i, I feel like it could still be more they could tap into as a side game uh and yeah. i think i think before the storm was a good example like just a choose your own adventure like try that or maybe open world i don't think re really dabble into that too much you know well yeah, uh, actually, my stance uh... But real quick, um, my stance yeah. was actually that um, first person was still a uh, experiment from the to do because literally the most popular games before the current sales figures was their um over the shoulder right. So for people, you know, a lot of people to see that though, I'm pretty sure a lot of people were like, okay, this is a little weird, right? But clearly it worked though because they're making bank from seven because it's the highest selling Resident Evil game currently. Uh, so, but they like, always wanted to do it. Worked. They they always wanted to do it with like the beginning of RE one so. I mean, it, it was yeah. on the table before. Yeah, but um, they, I, I, how I put it though, like this is the most successful attempt at it because the other games don't want that successful with it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I agree with that. I, 
um, just to kind of go off of that uh, that point as well, um, I think the, the really odd thing too is that like you don't see a lot of companies try to like bank off of that success of like RE and try to like you know uh, y you know the thing with like like a lot of these older like horror games that we've seen that are basically now obscure and gone right mm -hmm. um, is that they all try to copy RE to some degree but then try to do their own thing if they you know decided to have like a sequel uh, uh, Parasite Eve 2 actually is a perfect example yeah. of that it's a straight up RE clone but with his own Parasite Eve elements I know, like, like Ren, you brought up Galarian's, like, I think the sequel just completely dropped, like, the whole, um, like, RE, like, aspects of it, and just really went more for that, like, psychological stuff that they were, uh, pushing to make it stand out on its own. I think, too, I, is more of an action game from what I heard. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of interesting, though, too, because, like, even Capcom, um, did that with, like, some of their, like, offshoots of, like, RE, where... You know, we saw like Devil May Cry or Onimusha or even Dino Crisis, where they all kind of had like RE esque familiarity, even though they were doing their own thing. And then once their sequels came out, they started doing like exactly their own thing to stand out from RE so that they weren't being like called, oh, well, this is RE with dinosaurs. This is RE with swords. This is RE with swords and guns. You know, that type of deal. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, but, um, anyway, we were on this topic for quite a bit, so let's get on to number three. Uh, Brandon, do you want to read off number three? Yeah, I could, uh, but fine. Uh, if you could pick one <laughs> obscure game that could be mainstream, what would it be? Ooh. Dino Crisis? Uh, that's quite a few, actually, so which one to pick? <laughs> it's a lot. It's quite a lot. Uh, you know, I'm going to let my bias sink in, though. I'm, I'm going to say Parasite Eve. That needs a huge comeback already. Like, start from scratch if you need to. Like, do it like the Final Fantasy treatment with it, with the remake. Just bring that series back. Oh, uh, Andre says Siren. So that's a good one. Uh, uh, and, mm -hmm. That's a, unlikely. Yeah, I, I don't think that's happening because isn't, like, Sony Japan dead right now? No, it's yeah. still around, though, but they're not developing games. Like, they're not making their own IP stuff anymore. Yeah, they're not the main so. focus anymore. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, so I think uh, okay I'm gonna go, go out of limb and be like stupid ridiculous because THQ Nordic they own the rights to Alone in the Dark right now and hmm. I want to see them try to compete with RE and make a new Alone in the Dark like either like a, a remake or a reboot that actually tries to make that tries to take itself seriously but also tries to be a good game unlike the last like two releases that they've had and really try to have like a hard comeback for that series honestly it might be like a popular opinion but like i kind of want like like you know like we all know pt like the whole gameplay and the feel of pt mm -hmm. i kind of want to see a little dark take that stance like the whole first person like walking around you don't know what's gonna come out of you you don't know what's in the next corner like, okay but in a pt standpoint but pt though is a demo though not, not the full representation of See? what the final product is and people seem to forget about that i i i talked about this earlier today on twitter and my my problem with people making uh like pt clones is that they often try to just make it exactly like PT or they try to make it like Amnesia or Outlast and never try to make it like Silent Hill. 
And I always thought that was kind of interesting because it's like people kind of forget that Kojima was going to be making a Silent Hill game and PT was only just a very, very small snippet of what the actual game was going to be like. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of the beginning hour demo for RE7 or the main demo for 8, right? It's just like a yeah. technical teaser for you to see like what's to come, not what's going to be. You know? even, even then though, like the, the beginning hour demo after it got patched with like the combat options, it was a little bit more representative of that game. But like PT mm -hmm. is nowhere near like what that full game was going to be like. Uh, the game was supposed to be like a mishmash of like all the different like Silent Hill games. But I think that maybe Kojima would have made it somewhat similar to Silent Hill 4. I know that's talking like hypotheticals, but the way the interviews read, where it's like, uh, you could play some games, well, you could play some parts of the game in first person and some parts in third. That just seemed like Silent Hill 4 to me because you can do sort of the same thing when you go to the room is only in first person, but when you go outside, it's like another camera angle. So I, I think someone doing something like that where it's like a central hub because fatal frame three kind of does this too where it's like you have one room and then you go back to it and you get exposition uh but when you go into the dream world it's like all fucked up ghosts wandering around that would be cool yeah that's a fair point too though because um like uh, i think kojima did himself or like his staff team somewhere said like the inspiration for um silent hills is going to be from like multiple silent hills games or at least like their style of it you visit multiple hills and you get that type of gameplay style for that hill hmm. well I... so like that, that makes sense so... uh, for him to take inspiration from four you know with the whole camera perspective shift yeah someone in the chat said well kojima was ripping it off but i'm like well it's a lot of games that rip off re and we call them like masterpieces so i mean someone was talking about this in jared's comments too like um there is definitely some elements influence from silent hill to re actually uh when they talked about making silent hill they said clearly the first iteration of that game was going to be just like some type of hollywood zombie game before they changed it to psychological because they did not want it to be 100 percent one for one like re yeah exactly yeah, so like, you go and say that to... oh sorry but i was just gonna say that konami wanted them to make a resident evil clone like like shot for straight shot, up yeah like it was going to be exactly their own version of re but like done by konami and like team silent was like well, actually, we could we could do something different and maybe even better. That was a good idea, because if they didn't, Silent Hill would be like just known as that RE clone with nothing original at all. And I think that's what saved it. The psychological stuff. Yeah, but real, real quick, though, like say that um, like Kojima's ripping off something, though, just remember that a lot of horror games um, specifically um stem from resident evil so if you're gonna say once a ripoff then just remember your favorite game like say it's dino crisis no that's a resident evil ripoff let's be honest here even though it's from the same people yeah so yeah just remember um the roots of the game before um you say that uh but going back to the question which question we were on because that was a we good on number three, number three. Good, good diverging point yeah. there um yeah outside of just dino crisis i can't think of like much else maybe fatal frame because nintendo was kind of holding that semi hostage so we don't see a new game yeah it's it's really disappointing dude like okay I, ha I do have a pick for number three which might go into number four even though the mechanics already been implemented more recently mm -hmm. it would be the obscure series 
like back from Obscure One and Two. If anyone oh, that's right. Those games. Hey, I don't oh, know yeah. what you're talking about. Like uh, they had a co-op feature, but like I said, it, it it's already been implemented before, like with the RE five, six, so on. But I I rather like I like the way those games handle it more than the like how RE five went into just pure like action type shooter. But yeah, I think uh, I think those kinds of games, like the concept that the obscure games had, was really interesting and. I heard I would I have always thought like what a good horror game will be uh when it when it's like a multiplayer horror experience. Not, not like not just playing like Dead by Daylight or Friday the thirteenth, but mm-hmm. like being in like a horror situation, like I don't know, like the uh Resident Outbreak games, uh, the obscure games. And I think there was another game called Last year, if I recall right, that it's um, it's kind of like the same concept. Like I, 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 that's what I like about the obscure game. Like that concept of being like like a ho- like a teen horror movie, mm-hmm. but with friends. Like like not right. just you controlling everyone. No, like you, everyone has someone different. Yeah, it's like a group effort. Like which I do enjoy that kind of uh, experience. Yeah. I think for me, if I will have to choose like a certain game that maybe become more mainstream, I will say the Clock Tower game. Like I, I love the Clock Tower game. Like the original uh, point and click horror game. Literally developed my own uh, love for point and click games in general. And I would really love to see like a new Clock Tower game. I heard that the Remothered games, the Remothered series, uh, mm-hmm. it's like kind of based on Clock Tower. But I was thinking, like, I would really like to see, like, a classic Clock Tower. Like, a, a, like a, a classic uh, point-and-click adventure. That, that would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Does Capcom even own that license, or what's the deal with that? No, they don't. Um, oh. They were licensed to work on 3, but no, uh, they don't own anything in relation to Clock Tower. As far as, like, um, the IP is concerned, just only the game they made. Oh, okay. But, uh, really quick too, the company that owns it, I don't even think they're like that active in like the gaming scene anyway. So like they it still was... have the right to just stop doing shit with it. Yeah, I think it's it was human entertainment, on. right? <laughs> yeah. uh... Wait, what happened? Uh, there was some overlap. Bernie, you Sorry, were saying like, something? I... Yeah, like I think the company of the of the Clock Tower games, I think it's uh, human entertainment. I think it's it's those ones. But I think they like closed down when they before even they they started working on Clock Tower Three. So yeah, I think human isn't even available anymore. Oh, that's oh, rest in peace. Then <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> happening again. Human entertainment, more like dead man er- entertainment. Am I right? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'll I'll see myself out. Thank you very much. Yeah, you, you can go ahead and go. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah, um, should we go ahead and um, move on? I can read the next one if you like. Yeah, be my guest. Is there a mechanic from an obscure or underrated horror game that should be implemented in mainstream? For example, the sanity meter in Eternal Darkness? Um, I actually... I. You know, someone else answered. I had something in mind, but my my brain 
kind of fried for a moment. <laughs> uh shit. Yeah, I'm, if I'm I can... good. Yeah, if I can like do it one quickly. I love the like I was playing Sweet Home uh some weeks ago and I love the concept of like you have like your five characters and each character has like a certain item that you need to progress throughout the story. I love that concept. I like I would really love to see more games that do that that go like oh you get these characters but you need like all of your characters like you need to like fully uh how do you say like administrate your the how you use them because mm -hmm. you will need all of your characters uh throughout the whole game because like oh this guy has like the weapon this guy has keys and things like that i would really love to see like something like that i think there haven't been like many games that do that except for sweet home for the nes i want to say something like that was part of it, this would be another obscure i don't know if people know it, it's called martian gothic unification they did yeah. something like that on the ps1 that sounds like a parody, more so than a horror game. It, oh, the 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 acting in this is sound like a parody too. Like it, <laughs> the, the one character I would say is like very like iconic when you play is is this black astronaut, but he just sounds like oh no, I'm 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 actually a black man. Can you tell by my voice? And like this just it's so <laughs> it's so stupid, but I love it. But the but the but, uh, but as far as the game like the. <laughs> gameplay styling yeah it's it's uh resident evil-esque but it has that uh shared like has like a uh like a certain like uh item storage thing if you don't put it in the un in the unified storage that character holds it on exclusively so i, I kind of want to go back. off of a point that burn made really quick too um because he's talking about sweet home i i think that game also had that thing where like if your characters died they were permadead like you couldn't yes. bring them back. That, yeah, that's yeah. a really yeah. cool concept too, because like exactly that changes up the ending. So mm -hmm. like, imagine if they did something like that, or like um, even like the during the storm mod that uh, Ren was playing recently, where like you know your characters die, or like um, certain choices can make a huge impact on the overall story. And I like games like that because then that means mm -hmm. you have more replay value and different ways to experience the story. But I do have yeah. a legit uh, choice if uh, if um, if Burn is uh, doesn't have any other any other points. Uh, I'm fine. Okay. Um. Okay. So you might think I'm a joke when I say this, but Gaiden really did have a good way of doing the combat when when they went into combat mode, where it was like like a rhythmic kind of uh if they implemented more of an indie title i can see that working very well if they do it hey, right i know exactly what you're referring to with it uh i will admit this much though it can have a good flow once you understand the mechanics though but yeah <laughs> like i said like, like i said like people will shit on guidance i'm one of the 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 point zero zero five percent that actually enjoy it but the combat was actually like different and i appreciated that it worked for what they're trying to do so like, exactly I can give them so much credit I'm, now that and and now that we have better technology another gameplay i would uh actually like to see implemented more and brandon would hate me because i'm saying that it's lifeline which is a capcom game you know a konami game from ps2 which uses speak right speech recognition and you have to talk in the mic to control your character like to shoot a certain part of the body of a monster the dodge it's it's like the most intense fucking game if your mic works 
you're gonna freaking lose your voice by the end of the game. <laughs> Pick I'm up the item. No. I think Isolation had that, where it's like every little sound the Xenomorph hears. I think like that's that, that should be really implemented more in horror games. That's how like small mm -hmm. things like sound, light, you know, like all that can be a factor of whether or not whatever monster can hear you or can see you. Mm -hmm. I think that was also in Manhunt as well. Like, if you had your mic on and you said anything, uh, the hunters in the area would actually hear you and they would converge on your location. So, no, no, no you misinterpreted. I mean, you control your character via voice. Oh, well, I don't want to do that because. <laughs> if I had told you to dodge love, you, know, you have to dodge love, that kind of thing. Because but I. Then your, but then your character dodges right. Dodges right, yeah. And then you have that happen. It was like, oh my God, I want to kill this character. You know what this sounds like? It sounds like the fucking disastrous idea that. Um, which, by the way, I love binary domain, right? But the disastrous idea to implement fucking voice commands into that game because you would like tell your characters to do something and they wouldn't do it and so the only viable option in the voice commands is just to yell fuck because that's the only thing they seem to understand <laughs> can, can i can i point something out like speaking about uh voice commands as a mexican and someone who mainly speaks spanish i hate voice oh, commands because <laughs> Because I'm, I'm like really like oh oh like uh, going to Spanish like oh boy who are este ho oh forward forward I'm like I'm like I, I I feel weird with those kinds of games because let's say I'm gonna stream the game well my uh, the people that watch me are mostly also Spanish speakers so I will be like hola chat y cómo se encuentran forward forward like it will be weird <laughs> it's it's weird like what the heck? what the hell is wrong with that no, no lie though <laughs> who I, does I love, that? I, no lie, I see some streamers play this uh, play Lifeline, and they do have uh, they're fluent in other languages, and they speak you know they they speak English well, but you know they have that the, the accent that kind of covers it, and so when they're trying to play Lifeline, the accent is in the way they're going, like it's like dodge left, they're running straight towards the monster. I'm like, oh my god, this is so disastrous! Wow. <laughs> Yeah. But I hope, like, like I said, we. I, I feel like we're. I feel like we're in a, in a time te uh, technologically that we can, we can incorporate, at least like other language, like all like different languages that will be playing this game, like or, I don't know, like I, I feel like we we've gone at least that far. In... Hey, w welcome to our new voice control game. You need to speak in Russian for it to work. Sukabret. Nice. <laughs> I have a better idea. You know how um you know how they have like Twitch plays Dark Souls or whatever? Have it where it's like a horror game like that and they intentionally like fuck up. Oh that'll be hilarious. Oh how about this? Use Google Translate's uh text to speech. And, oh wait actually oh. um twitch and other streams have like a um thing where you can type out the, the chat can actually tell yes. what the game to do yeah, so, that's like, what I about. okay okay so that would be horrible and like other games you're gonna get I, my character like, killed it's the best and the worst idea at the same time exactly <laughs> uh, roll safe <laughs> 
okay i have an idea oh, so I, I i really enjoyed well i guess you could say this series is like obscure now because they're not making like a new death space but i really like the zero gravity stuff like more stuff in space and i also enjoy like just levels that had this weird structure of like being underwater because i feel like that could create a game that has like a phobia so maybe they could do something where it's like you have to take your gear underwater like dino crisis 2 did when they made these underwater tanks and you have to take your mobile suit under there and you're really slow you can't do anything it's like you against the elements uh fighting against these creatures and then um maybe have the creature also come out of water as well like super aquatic but also like really fast and can get out of land no problem uh i would like a game like that where you're just like stuck on a submarine or something and there's no way out and everything's like drowning and it gives you the fear of like being underwater as well as dealing with this monster chasing you you know that would kind of be like um it kind of be like dead space when I, when I think about it, because imagine if they had like the oxygen system from that game where like you go into rooms that are losing oxygen because of the leakage in, in the submarine or like in a ship like that. Yeah, it makes tension for sure. Like that'd be super original. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think like, you know, I we were kind of talking about having like games set in like very olden periods. I wouldn't mind a game where, it, you know, it's a horror game. Uh, but instead of having, like, firearms, you're kind of limited to just having, like, melee options only, right? Mm. Melee only. If it's yeah, good, like, then, yeah, like, I wouldn't mind it. I, I guess, like, I'm not I'm not trying to say, like, like oh, let's just make, like, because, um, like, Onimusha, right, for example, is, like, it is very much like a Resident Evil game when you look at that and, and mm -hmm. how that first game was like. Um, but... I guess to kind of offset it and not have like maybe those I mean maybe you could have magic in there to make it feel more supernatural I guess but at the same time you wouldn't want it to be a, a point of like where it's very much feeling more towards like that action heavy side I guess so so I'm thinking about that like from from the perspective of like let's say if we had it in like um like the me medieval ages where you have like um you know, like the Knights Templar or whatever, right? And like the types of weapons that they used in, in, in the Crusades. So like, I don't know. I just think that would be like a really interesting concept to have like, you know, like different types of swords deal different amounts of damage, but have also like different types of ranges that you have to take into account in terms of uh, what you can do for melee damage. Maybe like different types of armors that you wear can mitigate the amount of damage you take and, and things of that nature. I don't know, like... That's a real thinking man's game, and I have a feeling that somebody's yeah. gonna go in there with like a short sword, and this monster's like eight feet tall, and they're gonna get completely destroyed, and then they're gonna say, "This is the Dark Souls of horror games." I have a feeling. Fuck Dark Souls! <laughs> like, like I don't like. Look, I like Dark Souls, but I'm I'm not trying to say, "Hey, let's make it like Dark Souls." I'm saying, like, you know, like imagine like if it was like kind of like one of those old school Resident Evil games, right? Mm -hmm. But like. You know, again, you just have those melee options where, like, I don't know, like, let's let's say, um, take like a ridiculous medieval weapon, like a, a like, I don't know, like a spiked mace or something like that, right? Like, that's not something you often see in like, like horror games, right? But that could be interesting. Like, maybe that could be like the equivalent of like using a shotgun because it's more of a a blunt type of weapon. Mm -hmm. So like a a bloodborne. Oh my god. No. 
<laughs> Although, actually, you know, you know, that might be an interesting setting too, like Victorian London type of like horror game, right? Where like, um, wasn't that like nightmare all... creatures? Yeah, yeah, maybe like that. Where like, you know, yeah, sure, you might have some of those melee weapons, but like, maybe for like firearms, you only have like a a, a flintlock pistol, right? Or or, or um, a, like a blunder blunderbuss, right? So it's like stuff like that would be kind of cool, actually. Now that I think about it. Also, that's another title that I'm surprised nobody mentioned, Nightmare Creatures. I've never played it. I've only seen the box art, and I know that someone was talking about it in our horror server, saying that mm -hmm. Rob Zombie actually did the soundtrack for the second game. But that's yeah, all I, I know, know about uh, it. James yeah, is recommending it's so it for that game. It was so many games that, that really kind of list out, to be honest, when it comes to obscurity. Yeah. But I think I'm done with this one, unless anyone else wants to go. Oh, going oh, once, cool. going twice. All, All right, right, sold to the hooker and red. Uh, so the last question here is, do you have any underrated or obscure horror games that people should avoid at all costs, AKA the bat ones? Ooh, mm. I, I don't. Hmm. I I said at the beginning that the PS2 has quite a lot to offer, and that is for both good and bad games. Now, maybe I can be wrong about this, uh, because I've seen that these games have a lot like of cult following and everything, and maybe they are not as bad as I would think, but the Onichambara games, or whatever they were called, mm -hmm. I simply don't know what people were thinking when they made that game because or like all right it's like a zombie apocalypse all right you got like uh someone fighting zombies with a katana all right that sounds cool oh but the character that you use is like a samurai girl in using a cowboy hat they're like what mm -hmm. why okay, those aren't horror games though so like is it yeah that's more of a hack and slash series and and uh yeah. To, to kind of put my uh, side note on that, that is the same company that made Demolition Girl, which is a game where you play a play as a person researching a giant woman stomping around in a village by doing <laughs> breast <laughs> measurements and stuff. So I mean, look, it, it, you, only, you only can go so far. <laughs> what kind of what kind of company is that? Like fetish entertainment? Yes. Uh, oh, but, no, yeah. well, um, oh. uh, kinky developer. Uh, well. Uh huh. Well, that, that that's uh that's Tamsoft for you. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Um, before we diverge into yeah. some kinky shit here, let's uh continue with the question. Uh, how about that game nobody remembers? Walking Dead Survival Instinct. What game? Uh, <laughs> what game? <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> uh, a, a what? No. I just remember it was first person and they had Michael Rooker and that was it. Nobody yeah, talked it, about it. It was canon too, man. That piece of trash is canon to the show. Walking Dead, more like already dead. Am I right? Uh, uh, Alien uh, Colonial uh, Marines on you guys and made that shit canon. Yes. How does that feel? It takes place before yeah. they met the group in season one. Like, uh, why? Yeah. Everything about that game was just straight up bad. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> the voice acting made me want to cry. Yeah, they had the voice actors too in the game from the show to do with the characters. Yeah. And yeah. they had such bad direction, man. Like, why? Yeah. They were just doing it for the money. They didn't really care. They were just doing it for the money. I'm pretty sure they did care because um, like, they actually liked the characters they portrayed on, on TV. Like, it's like they didn't care. It's just, you know, there's only so much you could do for a piece of shit product. True. True. But still, goddamn. <laughs> you had the resources. Why? I'm gonna post market like it was like the next big zombie game and everything. I'm gonna post a uh, PS3 banger that nobody ever heard of. Amy, I, I know it. Oh God, I saw that one. I saw that one in an SGDQ. I I remember seeing someone speedrunning that game in an SGDQ event, and I, I was seeing it in like. What the hell is this? Like, is is this like a Wii game? Is it like a PS2 game or anything? I search in like PS3, like what? This does you, not look like a PS3 quality game. What the hell? You know what irritates me? This game has you add some cool uh, aspects about it, like from some of the gameplay elements, like the stealth, like welcome broken glass, you blow, get lowered enemies to you, all that stuff yeah. though. But the execution is such dog shit, dude. Like my god, like it's yeah. a glitch where it will prevent you from actually beating the game. Like and plus the difficulty spike later in the, in the game that can also prevent you from beating the game. Wow, I'm so glad I avoided I this. PS3. I I'm so glad I avoided this. I I saw some dude play this game and he rage quit and I'm like, huh. I'm I'm so glad I did not pick this game up because if it prevents you from beating the game, then it's just no point in playing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I actually did legit forgot about this game, and I hate that you brought it up though, because I could I could go on about this game. It's so <laughs> bad. What about Dead Island? Anyone remember that? For, uh, yeah, Ren heard it. Remember that it was supposed to get a sequel and it never did. <laughs> oh, it, no, it's still coming. Don't worry. They keep no, saying no, that. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> they keep. It's, it's been like it's been like seven years. Or no, more, coming. I think. It's still coming. Yeah, it's, wait, wait, wait. It was 2014 I, when it announced, and we're look, like, look, 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 look. Hey, what? 13 verses took how long, and then it came 15. Look at that. That's Thank different. That's no, different. No, I mean, not. if we put it that way, Duke Nukem Forever took like 20 years to come out. All right. Yeah. Although, yeah. I, oh, in the case of Final about the hard world. Well, in the case of Final Fantasy, though, like that became a different game. Thirteen versus thirteen never came out. It would be technical. Yeah, but it became fifteen though. <laughs> no, it's a different. Oh, okay. Game. okay, so so before we diverge and turn this into a Final oh, okay. Fantasy, but 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 uh, by, but my game though for uh, bad underrated game, Seven Ways to Die. I think I think I heard that game. Yeah, that yeah. familiar. It's like Minecraft, but horror. How does that work, man? Minecraft is already a horror game. Oh, and also Alone in the Dark Elimination. But, there is one game that I completely forgot that I should I actually should bring up because I, I said I wasn't going to do this one, but there is one game. Uh, it is an indie game called Back, Back in 1995. It is a, like... It, Silent Hill inspired like indie game where you do not even have the option to run. You are constantly walking. And I think that game is only like an hour long. 
I think I know what you gave. I oh fuck! I see someone play that. Yeah, it. it, it not only does it, it does it play really bad, it looks really bad. It is really bad. It's essentially, what you're saying. Yeah, it it, it is fucking atrocious. Like, what what? Why the hell does this thing look like like a like a beta version of Silent Hill One? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, did anyone else want to go before we wrap things up? I, I think Smitty was trying to say something too earlier. I'm not sure though. No, no, I was just gonna ask. Um, is uh, what was the island game that you guys were talking about? Oh, that we're talking about Dead Island. Island. Okay, is that one of the really good trailer that is apparently not a great game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The game looked just absolutely awful. Okay, I remember seeing the trailer for that, and I was really interested. Uh, I think it was like a compilation of great trailers, but yeah. Actually, yeah. you know what? You remind me of something. You, you guys heard of Dying Light, right? The successor to uh -huh. the island? Yeah. Ironically, yeah. the sequel is also in development, Hill. Yes, it is. Hell yeah. Shit. Man, this, this IP is cursed. Don't make a sequel. It's simple as that. Uh, so anyway, does anybody else have anything to say before we wrap things up and do outros? Um, the only thing I think I have to mention in terms of well, bad or mediocre was the Saw games. Remember those? Saw oh, Saw games God. were fun. I liked the first game the most though. Like I, I, I I'm a Saw fan. Yeah, second one's trash up. I'm a Saw fan, man. I have a soft spot for it. A soft yes. spot. Ah, ha ha ha. Uh, <laughs> uh, seriously though, like. Uh, I, I mean, do like those games, mostly the first one. The second one, not as much though, but I have a soft spot for it. I mean, if we're gonna talk about like games based in horror movies, I think like Lucius can be like an example of like a game that is really done badly. Because Lucius is like based on the, uh, how was it called? The Omen movies. And mm -hmm. I played the game and I think that Lucius was like one of the worst experiences that I ever had. Like the worst controls. The voice acting was the worst. The story wasn't even like as charming as the original movie. I don't know. It was really weird. I thought, I, I thought the second one they said was better, but I don't know how how much better it was though. I haven't played it. Like, the first one was bad for me at least. I I still gotta play the two and three. I like like the game was so bad for me that I didn't even knew that they released like Lucius Tree. I never knew that until I was like researching, and then I I was like, oh. There's a tree? Yeah, I didn't even know there was a three. Shit. <laughs> Point taken. I think we could do outros now, Mr. Dom. Okay, yeah, Dom. So <laughs> with that said, uh, let's do some outros. So, Burn, where can we find you? Well, you can find me um, mostly on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash Burnium. Uh, that's B-E-R-N-A-E. O N, uh, but I mostly do streams in Spanish, uh, which you can hop on, no problem. Like I can speak English, I think. So if you want to just hang out and everything, that's completely fine. That's it. I like how you said I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's been talking English the entire time. He's like, I think I can speak English. Me, 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 speak a language. You okay, dark <laughs> <laughs> All right. Derek, where can we find you, good sir? Ooh, like? Actually, my Twitch. 
Oh, hey, I know, man. The ghost came after him. Black Spike. <laughs> the ghost came after him. Well, damn. The ghost of Discord. Okay, we're doing Unfriended 3 right now. Yeah, do get the camera obscura. Hurry. But, yeah, uh, my Twitch is The Crawl Space. All, all one word. Uh, the Crawl Space. Um, my Twitter is at DA Crowley. Um, CRO. C R O W L E Y V A. Um, and yeah, I have a YouTube, but you can just find me on my Twitter or my Twitch for that. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we have Smitty King. Where can we find you? Uh, you can just find me at twitch.tv slash Smitty King, S M I T T I E King. Same thing with YouTube. You can just search in YouTube. And uh, yeah. Alrighty, and then uh, Awesome Dan, where can we find you? Uh, usually on Twitch, The Awesome Dan with two N's, or pretty much on YouTube, it's The Awesome Dan. Alrighty. Uh, Brandville, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter, Twitch is Paragon Operative. You know, again, I'm his... Shut uh, up! Um... <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! All right, you can find me on Twitter at, as Immortal Brandle, Twitch as Sir Brandle, and also the um, the special accounts. Once again, Paragon Operative. Bye. You piece of shit. <laughs> All right, Ren, where can we find you? All right, so you can find me on X Videos doing your mom. And <laughs> 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 no, okay. So you can really find me on Pornhub at Renegade Oh my god. <laughs> 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 All right, really. What, the OnlyFans? No, 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 no OnlyFans. Just you know. Not yet. Not yet. Not, not not yet. <laughs> He's getting there. But you can really find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You can find me on Twitch at Renegade underscore Operative and Twitter at Ren Operative underscore. Alrighty, and then uh, you guys can find me as BioDevil underscore Dom on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Um, I basically do gameplay, well, I do gameplay on Twitch, and then on YouTube I'm doing, like, reviews and opinion pieces, so you can feel free to check those out. But uh, that is basically it. I hope that everyone had a good time here, and I hope everyone enjoyed watching this podcast. And uh, with that all said, we'll see you on the next one. Later. All right. Bye. Bye. Watch out for ghosts.